when you're in that top three level, you're always scoring. You, you never give your opponent any time off. You were talking about Mesita. Um, that yeah. get it one six, but the team is really impressive. You watched them uh, last year at the state championships. Watched their team warm up as a yeah. team, and just yeah. watched them warm up was impressive. Welcome back to the North Florida Wrestling Show. We are here with the open mat with John Wainwright from Swanee and Zach Deaton from Bay High. Um, before we get into it, want to get a quick uh, get well to Bear Siegel of North Bay Haven. Um, we hate that the season ended, especially a guy that's been working all summer long. Um, but get well soon and get back at it. Um, I know you're going to come back uh, better than ever. I think there was some kind of good news with that. Zane said uh, – I think Zane he just dislocated. That he, thought, that he thought he'd only be out five or six weeks. Maybe it was dislocated yeah. instead of yeah. broken. Right. Yeah. So we might, might see him yeah. uh, by the end of the year then, huh? Hopefully yeah, I think – Yeah, I've had kids like that uh, and usually back within three to five weeks. That's not too bad. Well, good. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Maybe get to see him um, still participate in that postseason fun. I think he's um, a little tougher than most, too. Yeah. Yeah. So, speaking of tougher than most, um, I know that you took your guys down to uh, the knockout, John. And yeah. I had kind of heard things about it, but then I started looking into it, and it is a tough tournament. And then you were saying it's like uh, yeah. the old Durant tournament on steroids. Um, Pretty much. That, yeah, I'm, it, can you tell us about how your boys did down there and just the <clears throat> overall? And you remember how tough Durant was? Oh, dude, so um, tough. Like I said, I was looking up. Like I said I was looking up the old brackets, and like there's just state champs all in it, yeah. like everywhere. And it's a nice little thing right at the beginning of the season, but this one's like nestled right in the <laughs> middle, huh? Yeah, when you have Swanee and South Dade meeting first round, it's a pretty tough tournament. Um. Yeah. Tennessee, I think it was Tennessee, Cleveland, Tennessee, who's coached by the old UTC Chattanooga coach, Erslinger. Um, he took over that program, and he's got them rolling. Uh, they ended up winning knockout. But, yeah, um, I come real close to pulling the team out of that after I looked at brackets. I, I was that close to pulling Swanee out and heading somewhere else because I knew nine of my kids – we're going to struggle. I mean, 0-2 if we were lucky. And uh, unfortunately, uh, they surprised me. You're not going to hear me brag on them much. Um, but they really came in and they battled hard. Um, they're getting used to that type of competition. And uh, <clears throat> instead of just going out there and kind of laying down, now they they got a little fight in them. So uh, like Ben, I think Ben Lewis went 3-2. and two. Um, I had Justin Contreras lose to the number four kid in 3A from Southwest Miami, six to five. I think that was right around the blood round <clears throat> in placing. Topher lost in overtime to the state champ um, that he had beat. The kid tied him up with one second left. Uh, um, Austin McKinney had an Austin. He's lost to two kids. He's got four losses this year. And he's lost to two kids, the Fleming kid and the Doral kid. And just so happened, he, he re-wrestled each one of them in the tournament and uh, got closer with both of them. Um, but, uh, yeah, he, he just, he had an absolutely great tournament. He teched several kids, teched several state champ, Penn state champs. Um, Eli Jolliker at 106 
<clears throat> I finally think Eli's starting to come around. Uh, Eli's starting to get enough, get more aggression in him. And if we can get him a little bit more, um, I think he's going to be ready. He's going to have to, he, he's going to have to deal with the Mater Lakes Messina kid. That kid's tough. Um, I watched him lose in the finals down there, but it was only like four to two. And he beat the number, I think he beat the number one kid from uh, uh, Tennessee, the state that champ. Really tough. Oh, they are. They are solid. Buford, Georgia, they're solid. I mean, all these teams. Um, I think Rummel out of uh, Louisiana. Uh, you had Ola up out of Georgia. They're a big national team. I mean, they brought in a bunch of studs. But uh, but Marshall White, Marshall and Topher both lost in the blood round, or we'd have placed four kids. And you know, if you'd have told me we were placing two before I got down there, I'd have been thrilled. So uh, I think we had a good tournament. The kids were working hard. Andy Bricker come down there. <clears throat> I think doing a little bit of recruiting. He he kind of watched the kids a little bit and. Uh, we're going to come in, let him do a, a little camp with them and work on a few things because I think Andy's an excellent, excellent coach. Um, he just he just lives and breathes wrestling. I think any kid wanting to go to college, they, they really need to look at Lincoln Memorial because <clears throat> I think Andy's one of the best young coaches out there. Um, yeah. Well, it's just good that the, that you guys got that kind of tournament. Like, it's good that that kind of competition is coming to Florida. I hate that it's you yeah. know, in South Florida still, but just the fact that we're getting them to come to Florida and we're not having to drive, you know, 9, 10, 11 hours, right. at least where you're at, to go get this type of national. Like you said, you're saying nationally level competition. Like. Yeah, that's the that's the type of stuff that you need, you know, and if even if you're not beating these guys like competing, like if you go out there and you only get, you know, beat by six points by someone that's nationally ranked, you're like, all right, cool. That's, you know, mm -hmm. I imagine most people he just waxes through. So it's a, it's a bit of a confidence builder for those guys that are right at that level. I can imagine. You know, I never really let like looked at like a Durant tournament from the perspective of like that kid that just made varsity and like right in the state champ, like right out the gate. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like Zach Malik pulled Travis Laxton uh, his freshman year. He had uh, Travis down at Durant, and Travis just destroyed him. Somebody's got to be that first round match for that really good That's kid. Right. Man. It's going to happen, and then yeah. you end up being that that guy. Um, yeah. Speaking of teams that are coming on strong, though, I know that Bay High was competing up there with you and Fleming and Oakleaf at Fleming Island. When your dad posted that on Facebook, I was like, wait, what? Uh, Bay High is leading the tournament over at Fleming, Fleming Island? Yeah, that was brief. Um, <laughs> there, was, there was a point, though. Um, but no, hey, they, you know, we only went one and one and three in duels the day before. Yeah, and a bunch of our kids that day beat kids that they lost to in duels. I think our kids are just better as an IBT team. Uh, <clears throat> you know, up and down our lineup, we have six kids that return and or five kids that return with district wrestling experience, um, and then six or eight that return. You know, you put them together in a duel match, and it's. Yeah, you know, you put them in an IBT, and some of them can get through if they got a good draw, and a couple of them got good draws that tournament. Yeah, um, a couple of them had good pass, and they got there. You know, um, so the 
it was kind of a surprising, to be honest with you, it was kind of a surprising finish for us. We haven't had the best season to start out so far, you know, so it was a good one for them and their confidence. Yeah, man, you guys did good. It's all about timing and timing and having a full lineup too. That's what killed us, you know, kind of transitioning into talking about Beast of the Beach. That's what killed, you know, us over at Niceville. And we, I was talking with John, with John before he kind of got on. It's, it's, I have high expectations for my team, but, you know, now it's after the first couple of tournaments and seeing them like progress, especially those newer guys or those guys that's only been it for like two years. I'm like, all right, cool. We have a really good shot at this. And then it's like, all right, cool. Well, we probably don't got a shot. The main point that I want to make, and John and I were talking about this before, wrestling season has to be the worst play season, like, of all the sports. Like, you hit all, both, the, both the major holidays. You hit, like, the sixth season. Like, you run into so many. Like, it has to be the worst placed sport, in my opinion. Yeah, I was telling him earlier, Zach, that we should start practice in December, and the season shouldn't start till January. That would be nice. That would be yeah. way nice. Yeah, because yeah. the problem is you give these kids two two long breaks to consider what they're doing and be like, you know what, wrestling's really mm -hmm. hard. Like we need just to have it straight where they don't they don't have a break to consider what they're doing. We've always two. had our district duels before the Christmas break, and I've been like the the main guy in our district, you know, screaming, "Let's do it after January." Well, now we're doing it after January, and I don't have any kids to practice. So. Yeah, we're you know we're doing our district duels there at Mosley uh, January fifth. We're doing them the day before. Yeah, yeah, we're doing we're, them on the third, I think. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you my I'll tell you my big problem with it, and I this is the way I wish they would do it. I wish the regional, the district and regionals should be done at the same place. Like the first day should be just district pool play, and then if you qualify out of it. On the second day, you're wrestling for, like, the regional play. And then the third one, you go to, like, a state tournament that's, like, later on. Because you end up in a in a circumstance where there might be a absolute powerhouse in the region or, like, two absolute powerhouse in the region. And then you are like, okay, it's really cool to win a district title, but now I have to travel over there to wrestle, like, one match against someone that's probably going to put 84-0 on us at you know at best maybe like 80 to zero so it's like i feel like if they did it all in one place and then they could like be like hey you're getting at least four matches for your team and then if you don't qualify then you go back no big you know no biggie like no sweat off of it maybe even have like a tie-in match for a team be like all right well you can get into the regional bracket but i think having like the districts and regions like set up how it is it just it makes it I love what they're doing too. I love the duels because I was complaining about it when I was a wrestler. So I love it. I just think they could combine the district and regions and it would be so much more, it would make it more appealing rather than like, okay, this is a chore. Yeah. Two years ago, we tied Wakulla there at South Walton, lost by criteria. And we left from there and went all the way down below Tampa. Uh, it it was a horrible ride, you know, <clears throat> to get to the tournament the next day. So it is. It's a big expense, and a lot of teams can't do that. Um, they're they're not going they're not going to drive three hours to the Panhandle and then six and a half hours below Tampa, you know, in the same day. Um, I just happened to 
Decided to do. We have uh, minivans with parent drivers. <laughs> we don't have a bus with a bus driver, and that changes yeah. a lot of things. That, that does. That makes traveling difficult for us. Um, you know, you gotta every week they have they have to get their driving record pulled every week that they drive. So it's not like, hey, you volunteer and you're good for the year. It's every week you gotta reapply. Uh, you know, everybody's gotta miss work. It's difficult. Mm-hmm. Especially in the tournaments where we're taking varsity J V and girls. You know, so uh anything anything that slows that process down, I'd probably be a fan of it. Yeah. Who else um who else is gonna be at the Billy Sailor? Uh John. Uh we've got Fleming Island, uh Fort Myers, Oak Leaf, Ed White, um of course us. It's about nine teams. I'm trying to remember the other. We were going to go, but y'all didn't have a girls' tournament, and we needed a girls' tournament. That we had I to wish. get. We had we had to get one for the we, and it's may not because that, but we and have I'm with like, you. all our yeah. coaches are in the same place, so we had to like. And if to, I would have known we were going to have girls, we've got four girls now. There's always going to be a girls' tournament there now. So you got, y'all got a Swanee got Swanee got a girls' team now. We've got four girls that came out. So, uh, we've got them going. And, uh, matter of fact, our, my little hundred pounder, she won the Fleming Island girls tournament. I don't doubt it. Like yeah. I do. I lived in Swanee, man. I know like some of the talent there. I was thinking about this the other day. It is a shame there wasn't a girls program. Cause I feel like coach Laxton would have trained some monster <laughs> girl athletes. I do. I know he probably would have been against that first, but I think if he had had a couple of years <laughs> with it, he'd be like, you know what? I think if he'd ever gave him the shot. I do, too. I yeah. do, too. I but really I know. But me and you both know that wasn't going to happen. Oh, it's a, it was a different time, man. I think I think nowadays that he'd probably give him a shot. I feel like it. Like, Brittany. I feel like if Brittany Laxton had been a, been a wrestler. Right. She'd have, oh, man, she would have been mean. She'd, she'd have been, been right She'd have been the best I, of all of them. Hell, I think my two, my two daughters would have been tough. I really do. Kelsey was wrestling when she was little. Zach, when you get in a full team over there, Harper, uh, my four-year-old started practicing last week. Yeah, she's out of the blue. She was at her brother's practice, and there's a little kid on the team. We have one little five-year-old, and he didn't have a partner. And I asked her, "Would she wrestle with him?" And then the next week or the next day, in practice, she pitched a fit when she wasn't going. So I had to take her along. Now she's all up in it. She loves it. Dude, it's like twenty more it, years for you. <laughs> dude it's getting it's like so going back to the whole the tournament thing dude yeah it's it's a good thing that they'll have a women's tournament there because it's getting to the point at least on our side if it grows the same way and then we have the same retention numbers because that's what i'm telling a lot of these coaches that don't have a women's program like the retention numbers are crazy like we've yeah. lost like half of our boys we've only lost like two girls yeah and i i'm telling you i think the once the girls figure out where the scholarships are, I think you're going to have a lot of upset weightlifting coaches um, because they've got, you know, they've really got nowhere to send these girls for weightlifting. And we've got scholarships everywhere for the yeah. girls in college. If the, um, Bayhaw, if the Bayhaw weightlifting team was on the wrestling team, we'd be hard to handle. We got 20, 
We got a really good girls weightlifting team. Maybe they should move the boys and the girls wrestling seasons to separate times. Yeah. Yeah, I think we definitely need to move it away. I mean, Swanee's had the girls state champions for the last two or three years. And weightlifting. Um, Yes, and weightlifting. They are loaded. We're talking 50 girls in there, and they lift hard. Um, They do a great job. We definitely need to split the season or or figure out a way because – that's the girls you're going to get on the mat. The girls well, that boys and girls wrestling at the same time, then boys and girls weightlifting should be at the same time. Right. Yes. Yeah. Is it not? Is boys and no. girls weightlifting? No. Boys weightlifting starts at the end of wrestling season. Yeah. Yeah, that, that don't make sense then. Mm-mm. Yeah. So the girls, they're, they're practicing the same time we practice. Well, I mean, if y'all got like 50 girls, it's like y'all can spare like a couple. You know what I mean? No, they're st- they stingy with it over there. Yeah, that's not gonna happen. <laughs> you you hadn't been in coaching enough, Jordan. <laughs> oh, I know. They, they don't like to share. I know. That's my big problem with soccer. Honestly, well, like I I actually don't have anything against soccer other than like I've lost so many good athletes to 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 soccer. Yeah. <sighs> Got to move that. I don't understand why it's in. I don't understand why that's in the winter either. To be completely honest with you. Like that seems like a sport that's probably suited more for like the fall or the spring, but, right? But I guess you can't do it in the the fall because you got football, huh? But yeah, I mean, honestly, your soccer players are not on the football team. Maybe yeah. a kicker, maybe yeah. a kicker. And that's about it. That's true. So yeah. who you uh, who you got at the Mulligan uh, this year, Zach? Oh, um, thirty three teams. Thirty three teams minus a few. Um, like Swanee and Florida High are both in it. Uh, one of them will probably end up at state duels. So we'll be down to 32. We got uh, probably two Georgia teams. Uh, we got, I think we have eight Georgia teams total, but I think two of them will probably make their respective state duels. Um, and then there's a chance we could lose one from the Fort Walton Pace Childs region because all those schools are there. So if Lincoln doesn't win that region, then uh, or that district, I mean, then we could lose them, you know. So, uh, I would I would say we probably end up about twenty nine teams by the time you know day one gets here. We got thirty three now, so took thirty three just because I know for sure we're losing one, you know. Yeah. So I never I got a chance to weigh in on the knockout comments, you know. Uh, I. <laughs> I personally think Eli Jockler has been there. I think <laughs> I, I think he's uh, the one to beat at that weight class this year. I really do. I think he can beat beat all those guys. So I yeah, on our on our Disney Duels team this year, Jordan, uh, right? And, uh, Topher and uh, Torin, and uh, I was super impressed with with Eli. So. Yeah, I think Eli's Eli's he's he's almost there. He's uh, <clears throat> like I said, he's got to get a little bit more meanness, and just you know, <clears throat> when you're in that top three level, you're always scoring. You you never give your opponent any time off, and that's that's some some of the kids have break times, and you can't have a break time against a good solid kid. You you've got to be moving. So I think once he gets that. Really, you were talking about Masita. 
Um, yeah. I seem to get it one six, but that team is really impressive. If you look up and down their roster, they're all young kids. They they're got there. Bruce. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Who 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 has Bruce Lee at one twenty? I mean, just his name is impressive. Yeah. And, and it is is he their starter? Yes, yeah, he's is tough. He, don't they have him. another one that's real tough at the same weight they, though? Yeah, they've got. They, and, and they're all, and you're right. They're all young. They all came from that club. They've all been together for about six years, mm-hmm. six seven years coming up together, <clears throat> fighting South Dade, fighting Southwest Miami. I mean, you think about that. That is who they fight in their club, growing up, mm-hmm. and it just makes them that much better. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're that's an impressive bunch to me. I I watched them. Uh, Last year at the state championships, watched their team warm up as a yeah. team, and just yeah. watching them warm up was impressive. Yeah, uh, they they're just really well coached, really well put together. They uh, are good bunch. Yeah, they and they wrestle hard. Those kids wrestle tough. What What about Contreras, John? He he seems he always seems like to me he's one oomph away from being <laughs> really good. Yeah, I think Justin. If we get him settled in this year at 120, um, I think Justin's going to be fine. It's a matter of Justin just clicking. And when he clicks, I'm telling you, he can go with anybody. I've watched him. Uh, He's one of those kids, as the competition gets better, he gets better. But sometimes that's a bad thing when they they lower their self with competition, too. Well, out of your whole team, obviously I'm impressed with Eli, but I'm most impressed with Marshall White. Yeah, Marshall's come a long ways. I mean, he's he was, when I saw him at Fleming, I was like, "Wow!" Yeah, yeah, he's really. Well, you know, we hit the weights hard last year. Uh, as soon as the state was over, I was mad. Uh, Monday morning, we were in there and we were in the weight room, and I, you know, I just flat out told him, "I said, guys, we've we have got to commit to these weights if we're going to compete with Somerset and these teams down south. It's just we don't." You're not going to compete if you don't do it all. And uh, several of the kids really hit it hard. And um, Marshall's one of them. I mean, Marshall went from, you know, 44, 45 to 72. (laughs) Yeah. And now he's settled in, uh, you know, practicing hard. He's a solid 155 to 160. So, uh, and he wrestled Nazario. You know, Nazario handled him. We gave up some bad positions. The score looks – Nazario beat him 13-4. Uh, to four, But he scored like three takedowns in the last minute and uh, ran the score up a little bit. We just got out of position, got kind of panicky. You know, sometimes it happens. And uh, he's going to have to be able to handle that pressure. Well, that honestly goes to something. I loved what you said about always scoring, um, and that's something that yeah. I've been trying to. I've li- I've been having this conversation a lot with my guys lately, especially in matches that I'm like that they know that they can beat the guy. I'm like, you need to practice these things, and it's not just practicing these moves. It's like you need to practice scoring, like repeatedly, like you know, on these these better guys. It's like, yeah, you might be able to catch them in a throw, but it's more realistic that you get in, get hot. Yeah and are able to take them down and put them to their mm-hmm. back and score a tilt and score a tilt and score a tilt. Yeah. Yeah. It's so hard to like explain to them. And like, I'm like, I know that you want to go out there and get that 30 second pin, but you have to practice wrestling like a high level dude. Like, That's right. 
and it's it, it comes into that. I yeah, know. I don't. I'm with you. I, I don't need a bunch of thirty second pins. You're, you're wasting my time and your time, and you're not preparing yourself for down the road. Yeah. Um, and I'm not trying to embarrass other kids. And I always tell my kids that. Listen here, when when I tell you to go out there and get fifteen takedowns, I want you to work takedowns. It's get fifteen takedowns, but you don't embarrass the kid. You work him back up. You're gonna you're gonna treat that kid just like Travis uh, treated Zach when Zach was a freshman. Travis went out there and wore him out with takedowns, but he got him right back up. He was forcing Zach to wrestle with him, and that's what you do, and that's how you build a young kid. And those kids don't see it at that moment that they're getting built, but they are. You know, they're, it's a lot better than them getting through their back and getting pinned in 20 seconds. Well, and, and it puts you it it puts you in that mindset just like on your, your yeah. kid who was a really good wrestler, and the kid just didn't let up. He's like, "I'm gonna get another takedown. I'm gonna get another takedown. Right. I'm gonna get another takedown." Like you have to have that type of like just relentlessness, and it, it pays yeah. off whenever you wrestle a high level dude. So, as a head coach, going in these last 30, 40 days, how do you um, start training your team individually and as a team, like to to peak at the right time? or do the best that they can or achieve whatever goals they have, like I said, as individuals and as a team? I'm probably not a good one Good one for that. Our room, uh, there's a big spread in our room. Uh, we've got a couple kids that can really go. We've got a couple kids that are close to being able to really go. we got about 15 kids that have never wrestled before. Um, so in our room, in order to do that, we have to separate things. In um, our room is set up where you can. We've got roll down doors in the middle of our room. Uh, so we do, there's there's times where I'll take five or six to one side of the room and everybody else will stay on the other. Or dad will take five or six to one side of the room and I'll stay on the other with everybody else. And um, So I'm probably not a good person to ask for that as much as John is, has a kind of a consistent team from top to bottom. Uh, he probably goes about it a lot different than I do, but we spend a lot of time, uh, I spend a lot of time, you know, especially when dad's running practice instead of me, you know, I'll dress out and I'll pick a kid and I'll go with him. Um, and during that time, maybe we're veering off topic a little bit and working on a couple of things that just that kid needs to work on. And um, so it's a little bit different with us, probably. Now, Zach, I think most of us are, are kind of like what you've got. You've always got those new kids out there, and you, then we've got those kids that are so far ahead of them. You know, you've got those top four, top six kids, and you may have five or or seven or eight of them if if you're lucky. Mm-hmm. And um, you have to keep those kids going hard. Yeah. And a lot of times, I use my younger kids as just fodder. I mean. I may put one kid in the center and I'll put, you know, four or five kids on him and he never gets a break. And they're just, I'm just throwing them at him. Um, And the closer we get, you know, me and David talked about this when I was coaching with Cullah. We were talking about different ways we had changed how we finished the season because back in the day we pushed them so hard. Sometimes, you know, we look back and it's like, how gone, you know, we might have pushed that team too hard. Maybe yeah. that's why we didn't have the results at state. You know, maybe they, they looked tired. They looked 
like wore out, yeah. you know, like maybe, maybe we worked on too hard and, uh, we even cut back on how hard we worked on those last two or three weeks and, uh, try to make sure, you know, how back in the day there, there were no injuries. Um, yeah. like you seen bear right there. I had a kid do the same thing at Fort Walton back in 09 and his hand was on the back of his shoulder. That's how bad it popped out. And we popped it back in. I had that kid back on the mat in a week. He was a senior and it was it. I mean, it was either wrestle or we're done. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you tape it up, you get it to where it don't dislocate again and you go out there and go after it. But it, it really depends on the kid. Um, I've had kids be able to do it, and I've had other kids that are like, no, 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 we ain't doing that. So, but the pushing at the end, we've had to, you know, I've kind of changed it in a lot of positions, a lot of pushing those kids that, you know, really have a shot, and it helps the young kids to watch it and see what they're going through. That's something that we do, too, that's kind of similar is up until the break, we we coach basics, we coach the young kids and, and the experienced kids watch. And then when the break gets here, we coach the experienced kids and the young kids watch. Um, and, and so those kids, like all the new kids on the team, they're either about to fall off or they're about to catch on uh, because we're, we're done with, we're done with directly coaching them now, you know, um, and, and not completely, but, in the sense right. that we're doing it, we're done with that now. You know, if they hadn't caught the basics now, now they got to catch it in live. And uh, and then I'm like, like John, uh, we get a lot of flack. You know, when after districts is over, some of these local teams will combine practices between the 2A and the 1A schools. You know, uh, to get ready and uh, for regionals. And I just, I don't, I don't, we don't do any live at that point. We're we're technique only at that point. And uh, I won't, I'll we'll go to these practices and I won't let my kid participate. And, you know, I just think that that's how kids get hurt. You know, I think that, I think that uh, after you've spent enough time going hard in a room, you're, you're more susceptible to, to getting injured, you know, personally. Well, how, how do you guys go, go about like late season um, conditioning? You know, how do you get them? Because I do know that over you can over conditioning kids going into it, but you obviously need a certain amount to be able to you know go that six, seven, maybe yeah. you know eight and a half minutes that you have to go. Well, you know, how do you guys approach that last thirty days just from a conditioning standpoint? Well, you, you hope at that point your team's mature enough and they practice hard enough, they understand that that hour of drilling is conditioning. So when you're drilling, you should be drilling hard enough that you're conditioning yourself that, that entire hour, hour and 15, 20 minutes of you're going through everything that you do. <clears throat> you know, you're getting two or three minutes. Actually, you're getting two minutes per kid. And, you know, you get two minutes, your partner gets two minutes. You better blast double him as many times as you can. You better single, you better do, Spencer roll whatever you're running you you've got two minutes that's all you've got there's no time to talk it's just as hard and as fast as you can go and if kids will drill hard you know that's what they they don't understand when they go to college it's really about the drilling 
you know, it's not that much live. It feels like it's live, <laughs> but you're drilling. It's and, more tiring than live, honestly. Oh, absolutely. Way more. I mean, because you're you. thinking that's the time that you're, yeah. you're thinking and, you know, so you're bought your body and mind, but then you want that. So whenever you're in the match, you're not thinking, you're not expending yeah. that brain energy. It's yeah. just that physical reaction. It's just right. It's that muscle memory and it's just kicking in. And, uh, you know, to, you know, to shelf reach, push, pull, whatever. And uh, you, you've done it enough in practice that, that it's time. You know, at the end there, I spend a lot of time on situational stuff. And, um, and you guys know we love to throw legs. So we spend a lot of time crab riding and throwing legs and getting in those positions. Swanee likes to crab ride. Well, the, the Wainwright Swanee likes to crab ride. <laughs> what, uh, don't don't worry me and david had many battles on that in the old days what about you what about you zach what's the uh what's the late season conditioning um theory over at bay our kids think they're on a track team by the time of year <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and that's another thing we catch a lot of black for wrestlers don't run you need to be in there practicing but our kids can breathe in the in the third period in that third period. At that time of year, right now they can't, but when right. when that time of year comes around, our kids don't gas out at regionals. Well, well and it's huge to have it's huge to have those legs in that third period. Mm -hmm. And if you've got a team that runs and runs good intervals, they're gonna have their legs in that third period. We've caught a lot of slack for that, believe it or not. I've had parents of really good wrestlers that say, yeah. uh, you know, wrestling team shouldn't run this much and uh, but we do. We run a lot. I joined yeah. wrestling specifically not to run. I'll have you know. <laughs> you joined with the wrong coach, didn't you? Oh yeah, I know. I swear, like it was, it was not. I was very upset for quite a while. Whenever um on my first first couple weeks at the Swanee team, because I hate, I literally hate running. Like my dad mm -hmm. was like, so when I got hurt when I was in eighth grade, and like he's like, all right, we're gonna take the next kind of like fall off. You can do swimming or you can do cross country and i'm like i hate running so i'm gonna be swimming which i i recommend to every every wrestler yeah. if like they don't do it, like uh a, a fall sport or they don't like running i highly recommend swimming but yeah i was yeah. not a yeah so when, once coach laxon was like oh yeah it's five miles per curse word for for soda and i was mm -hmm. like i i started really questioning my decisions mm -hmm. and he will sit there and it, the crazy thing he'll sit there and watch you run every single mile i was actually talking to coach laxon at border wars i was asking coach i was like man how do you run a practice how do you do this how do you do this how you know have you what have you learned and you know got a chance to listen to him and he said the same thing that you were saying uh, all they would do is drill and the best part about that was that they had like four or five kids injured at the beginning of the season and had a fully healthy team at the end of the season and i'm yeah. realizing how much of accomplishment that is especially nowadays and you know just just period so i'm i'm starting to try and transition more to a drilling uh based conditioning toward the end of the season i think yeah but this is That's your first end of the season though isn't it yeah it's the first one man i'm gonna figure it out <laughs> i'm trying i'm trying to teach these kids how to get hyped up don't don't worry about who you're wrestling just go out there and wrestle like yeah. it's hard man it's hard to teach people to be like you know Kids don't realize it, but the the separation criteria for those, you know, like, I, 
that kid Solis uh, winning the knockout this year. Uh, the the what separates him from everybody else is he does not care who he posts the line with. No. And, and and the other kids do. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, there was anybody that steps in front of him the same way, and yeah. and that just doesn't happen. You don't get that very often, and to get it from an, an eighth grader is insane. <laughs> yeah, and he he does not like to lose. Yeah. You can just see it in him as the match goes on. <clears throat> he just gets stronger and stronger, and that's that's unusual for a kid his age. Yeah. These kids, I think, I feel like we we're talking about this like on a couple episodes, but like just the the way that these kids are like evolving now is just nuts. It's Jordan. I, I can't tell you how much it's changed since two thousand and ten, and I mean that the uh, the competition level down south it, it's like it has tripled since those days um i mean and you're running up against sixth seventh and eighth graders that are just destroying seniors and i mean full-grown seniors not just a senior a 19 year old senior and uh these kids are just rolling right through them yeah. um, it, and it is the, uh, and it's the club isn't there a 190 pound uh Eighth grade or ninth yeah. grade down there at, at Zephyr Hills Christian. Yes, I watched Chavis this weekend at Knockout. Is he eighth grade, ninth grade? He's eighth grade. And he was, pounds? yeah, he was seventh grade last year at one seventy. What was it? One seventy last year. Um, and he beat my senior like thirteen to two just destroyed him, handled him as a seventh grader. He destroyed my 19 year old senior. And it's like, what do you say to a kid that comes off the mat that it's like, listen, man, you just happen to wrestle. You just happen to wrestle like a real one. Yeah. You just, you just wrestled a little prodigy. I mean, there's, and there's so many of them down there. Um, They're just loaded and they're in a hotbed and they're competing against each other every weekend, every day on the mats. Um, and they've got plenty of mat space down there and those kids are just getting better and better. One side that I saw, and I don't remember this being as big of a thing, Zach, maybe you can correct me on this one, but I see a lot of kids throwing up the injury time because they're tired lately. (laughs) Am I, am I the only one noticing that? You're not just seeing that as, uh, it has spread over the last couple of years. I had a kid on our team do it this year and uh, do it from his back. And uh, I told him the next person that does that, I'm forfeiting the match. Yeah. Unless you're passing out, mm-hmm. forfeiting the match. Because that's what you – I mean, you just took yourself out of the pen. Uh, and, and I just disagree with that. You know? Yep. Yeah. And, Zach, I, I, same thing with my team. They know that. They know there is no twirly birds. Um, and unless you're passing out, getting choked out, and you better be getting, I better see you getting choked out. Yeah, it better not. Too. Yes. Yeah. It, and uh, so, same thing. But yep, yeah, we we've seen quite a bit of that the last couple of years. Yeah. What do you do as a coach if it's like on your side? Like, have you? Ha- you just it have a conversation. To us. It, it happened to us in a duel a couple of weeks ago at Wakala. Uh, and and I told my team after the after the duel, 
if anybody does that the rest of the season, we're going to forfeit that match. You know, and, and, and I was honestly, that that match ended up still being a pin for them. And I was really relieved when it turned out that way. Honestly, and I know that sounds bad, but it's the truth. It was going to be a pin when it happened. No, because that's that's just, that's who you are. You're like you're not the type of person yeah. that would do that. No. no, I'm with you. The coach has to set that tone, and you know some do. Most of us do, I think. But there's there's teams. I, I mean, I've I've coached against teams for many years, and there's there's some coaches that they, they teach that little whirly bird. You know, uh, I you need a little breath in the third period or second period, and you know, fake this, fake that. I tell you what I've been seeing uh, is the coaches, uh, you know, calling the referee to the head table and having a three-minute conversation about yeah. nothing just to just to give their kid a breath. Just to give kid time. Yeah. That's why I think there should just be no periods. I would be undefeated if it was just, hey, just wrestle until one of y'all pass out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, look, sometimes you get hurt, and when you hurt, you're hurt, and you can't wrestle. Yeah. And I got no no beef with a kid saying, hey, I'm hurt. If you're on your back and you're hurt, go ahead. But we're going to stop that match at that point. I honestly, yeah. I, f I feel like it should be an automatic pin at that point, to be completely honest. Your health, you know, precedes anything. So we're going to go ahead and get this match over with, and then we can check and see what the injury is. I don't know. I guess that could, that could you know, enforce people trying to hurt, but... It, just, it, gets, it puts the ref in a bad spot, too. If I would have just slapped them out two seconds earlier, we wouldn't be dealing with this or, you know, having to be like, I know this kid's not hurt. Or if yeah. a kid literally is just staring at you doing this, he can't be like, you know, no, you're not hurt. I'm not going to call the time. He has to be like, okay, injury time, go to your coach. Like, it puts everybody in an awkward position. Yeah, back in the 80s and early 90s, the ref would just slap the mat. You know, you'd, you'd hear kids squilling about, I can't breathe. I can't tell you how many times Mort Geller would go, uh, if you can talk, you can breathe. And he'd slap the mat. I mean, it, that's just our, the way it our was. Our kids that it happened to this year at Wakala, uh, they really do have problems. Like, they've had, uh, like, I can't run that particular kid too much because they passed out running before. Mm -hmm. uh, so when, when that kid did it, I wasn't upset with him. I knew. Yeah. And when I went out there, like, there was tears rolling down the face. They were gasping for air. Um, but still, it's like I, I wanted to forfeit then. And really, if you're in that position, yeah, we need to stop the match. I mean, this kid's crying, can't breathe, yeah. gasping for air. We need to stop the match. Match needs to end, you know. Uh, try again next time. You know? Yeah, that's that's yeah. exact. That's exact. But there's always going to be another one. Like, my my kid I mean? really wasn't faking it. It's just but still as a you know, as a competitor, it's hard to get someone on their back in a pinning position. And when you get them there in a pinning position and they mm -hmm. stop the match and you got to get them there again, that could play with your mind as a competitor too. And so as a coach seeing that, it's like, you know, you hate to see it. Yeah. And you, you get one extra point, but mm -hmm. hey, Not they, they, yeah, I know. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, but if you're up, if you're winning, you know, if you're winning 15 to zero or 15 to one, and then that kid tosses to your back, it's like, all right, it's a moot point yeah. anyway. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing that, it, same, it's not, I guess it's not the same thing. I'm a big, I'm not a big fan of calling stalling, like, 
at the end, like in the last like 10 seconds, just to kind of like, like, oh, look, I call selling, but that's a whole other conversation. Right. Um, but man, I'm gonna let y'all get, get going. Um, it's coming up on an hour. I appreciate y'all joining me, talking with a little bit. Um, we will have y'all on a little bit after the new year to see what Bay High and Swanee have in store for the postseason. Maybe we'll see you at uh, regional duels. We might, I hope, man. I hope to see you there, buddy. Zach said that he's coming for Swanee. Right, bring them on, baby. Been coming for him for eight years. <laughs>